You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. We welcome you. Welcome back to Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. I'm George. I'm Haley. We've got a great episode this week. We're going to be talking about Godzilla vs. Ibira, or the sea monster. Oh, yeah, the horror of the deep. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. And our guest today is a really good friend of ours, and, and a, it was a delightful to surpri- surprise to find out that she's also a huge Godzilla fan. Huge. The curator of the popular food blog, Eat It Katie, and one of our dear friends and comedians, Katie Molinaro. Hey guys! Hey, that's our live studio. Welcome, audience. Katie. Oh, it's nice to see you guys. Yeah, yeah. I was so pleasantly surprised. <laughs> well, so... we got three, uh, three in the audience. It's a low turnout. They'd be this small week. but mighty. Yeah, they're small but mighty. It, you know, it's a weekday, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They're Katie. not getting paid. Uh, yeah. So Haley, I was so first of all, I was super uh, pleased and surprised when. Uh, Haley, when I, when I found out that we were both huge, huge yes, Godzilla absolutely. fans. There's like an extra elevated thing when you find out somebody else is a Godzilla fan. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, Katie, we all went to see the new Godzilla movie, Godzilla Kingdom of, uh, excuse King me, of King, the Monsters. King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. Yeah. And we sat, I, I would say, like five seats apart. And Haley and I were like jumping out of our seats. And I look over, and you're the only other person in yes, the row. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, there's like five people between all of us. And you're, we're like, Katie should be sitting with us because she is jumping. You were hooting and hollering. She's so excited. Yeah. You were the only other person on our row, I think, who was that excited. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love a big monster smashing thing? Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. You have to not have a heart. And Haley, yes. Haley invited me to the Godzilla King of All Monsters Facebook group, and yeah. someone posted a review in there where he talked about the same criticism of that movie that we did, which is some people are like, well, they didn't develop the human element that much. It's like, well, no shit. We're not tuning in to Godzilla exactly. to watch the humans. Who's? What's the title of the movie? Yeah. Humans? It's, no, it's Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was like humans, king of all other humans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just called Game of Thrones. Like, I've seen that shit. Yeah, I've seen that shit. Yeah, it's and... a bunch of kings, and they just stab each other in the back, and they're, it's just like a lot of betrayal. Exactly. And... Watch Friday Night Lights if you want that. Yes, yeah. I agree. If you want to see some character development, mm-hmm. watch that. Exactly. And the dragons in <laughs> in Game of Thrones would have gotten obliterated by yeah, Godzilla and Ghidorah. Yeah. Like, let's, let's just be honest. Um... And George, we have some polls to go through, right? That's right. On MadcastMedia.com, if you guys go click on any of these episodes, I've been asking poll questions for a little while now. Uh, And, okay, so I have a poll that I asked way back when, because we've been doing this for a while now, and I Mm -hmm. haven't always been remembering to bring them in, the poll results, but the Dana Gould episode that we did. Yeah. And if you recall, that episode, we did The War of the Gargantuas. Oh, yes. Yes. Another Honda movie. Honda directed it, right? Yes. The director of War of the Gargantuas was Honda because actually, interestingly enough, uh, Fukuda was swinging into That's right. this role with, for example, this movie with Ibira while Honda was on this a terror of Frankenstein monster stuff. He was like making a couple of them. Right. Yeah. Yes. So I asked the poll question with the from the Dana Gold episode. This is uh, episode number seven. If you guys are following along on madcastmedia.com, Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero, click on any of these, and then you have the polls on there. Uh, and a very delightful picture of us with uh, with Dana. And I asked the question, 
Who won? Because originally this movie was called, they gave it a billion different names. Mm-hmm. Uh, War of the Gargantuas is what they settled on, but they also did, uh, you know, explored the titles The Frankenstein Brothers, The Two Frankensteins, Frankenstein versus Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Fight, and Frankenstein's Decisive Battle. And also <laughs> in Germany, I just found this out, in Germany it's basically called... It's it's called the freak with the face of an ape. <laughs> yes, yes. Very literal. It literally is. So yes. I asked the question: Who won? Was it Frankenstein or Frankenstein? And with fifty percent of the vote, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, a tough split. But who won the electoral yeah, college? Yeah. Uh, and then we had the second poll question, which was: Was this Frankenstein's decisive battle? And <laughs> the poll options were, yes, it was decisive or not sure. And <laughs> 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 it was 53% of the vote. Yes, it was decisive. Hey. All right. I'm so glad. Because <laughs> we don't need sure. a third movie. <laughs> it's decisive battle or ambivalent battle. The ambivalent battle. <laughs> Katie, this this movie, too, The War of the Gargantuas, um, was such a influential movie. It was the movie that inspired Brad Pitt to become an actor. Yep. <laughs> what? It's like quite literally. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yep. But um, so now I need to go watch it cuz I love Brad Pitt. Well, absolutely. Then you'll get on, you'll get on the same page as him. It's actually it's it's same a really wavelength. good it's a good movie, actually, but it's crazy at the same time. It's bonkers. And maybe it'll inspire you to go into, not Fight Club, but maybe f- Food Club. Oh, for, food <laughs> for, club. Because you do the reviews. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk yes. about Food Club. Mm. <laughs> Mouth, First mouthful. rule of Food yeah. Club. We don't talk about Food Club. We're too busy eating. Yeah. Well, let's... <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, myself, we're like, canceling why did I do that? Why did I say that? Canceled. The audience is smiling politely. They, <laughs> they, as far as I can tell, they love. Oh, see, they love. Oh, they love it. Smattering, it's smattering. And guys, stay tuned for the end of this episode, uh, where you can listen to my interview with uh, some some of the people working at Toho International. This is very exciting. Uh, Akito Takahashi, the head of project management, and Asuka Naito who gave me a... They were so nice at yeah. this Toho booth at Comic-Con. I, I told them about our podcast, and then they they gave me some freebies, and then they said, would you like an interview? And I was like, oh my God, yes! And so I came up with some questions very fast, and then I recorded it on my phone. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned at the end. We have a really nice little conversation. They give us a little peek of things to come, and, uh, and some really cool events coming up. Yeah. So yes, uh, stay tuned. Super exciting. A certain big boy is having a birthday. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> He's a Scorpio. Yeah, that's right. We found out about Godzilla's right. <laughs> his, his sign. So you know. If you swipe right on him on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, he's going to. But you know what? Godzilla is one of those. He he wants to know. He wants you to know like his rising and his moon sign too. Because that's really like the full chart for well, Godzilla. you got to. Yeah, of course. If you're going to go down that path, you got to go. For yeah, it. you got to do it. That's so it, you know. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Katie, I got to ask you. Why did you pick this movie in particular? Godzilla. What do you guys like? Godzilla versus Ibira or the sea monster? Which which title do you prefer? I like the sea monster because that is what I grew up with. That's how I yeah. knew the movie. Um, I was even confused by the two titles. I was like, uh, what? Oh, I was confused too until until I was 
researching our our order because yes when you're a kid in america watching it it's the sea monster and it's confusing to go back it's like Ghidorah is the astro monster invasion of astro monster and some stuff so people think people confuse Ghidorah with astro monster it's all of these translations get kind of get kind of hairy if you you will I have a theory on this, on why they keep changing, because Mothra was the thing, mm-hmm. Ibira is the sea monster, uh, Ghidorah's astro monster. monster. I think it's because they're afraid in America that the marketing of the specific name won't be strong enough because people don't know these these creatures yet, so they yeah. try to rebrand it. Because if you think about it, it'd be like, um, you know, Bruce Lee versus Jeff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, true. and when also they <laughs> remember <laughs> Godzilla raids again was originally, uh, it was like the rise of the what was it again? Godzilla versus Anguirus is what I like to call, or the fire monster. The, it was the no, fire monster. Godzilla raids again was no, he was it was like the the. Gigantor. Or oh, Gigantus. Something. It was Gigantus, Gigantus the fire the, monster. The Gigantus. Yeah. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. So you're with right. That, that um, was episode number four we did with Jake Goldman. Yeah. Go back to it. Yeah. Go listen to <laughs> it. Come back here when you've caught up. Um, but yes, yeah, so this one, I had the same experience, Katie, where I, I have trouble reminding myself that they're the same thing. Yeah. It's like when your friend who's Amelia decides to show up one day in school and is like, I'm going by Barbie. And you're like, yeah. oh, God, we have I, to do that? No. No, we don't <laughs> no. want to do that. We're not doing that. We're not going to do that. But this is a great... Uh, I loved this film just for my pre-review. Did everybody love this film as it much as I fantastic. did? Yes. It was fantastic. I liked it a lot. Really <laughs> golden age of these Godzilla films. And it's also... Uh, it came out in 1966. So uh, two years after uh, Mothra versus Godzilla, so this is kind of nice that we have two in in uh, uh, temporal proximity of each other. Uh, it was directed by uh, Ju- Jun Fukuda, and as we said, uh, Honda was out and about on his Frankenstein expeditions. So Jun Fukuda took it over, and he was like a real young gun dude, uh, and and uh, was kind of like a, a hot shot director. He had just come off of the success of a, a Japanese film that was making like kind of its own play on James Bond, like an Austin Powers before Austin Powers sort of thing. So he used a lot of these, uh, the same actors, and pulled it over and used a lot of the same comedic tone. Now, I heard part of the reason Honda wasn't directing the movies after the 1954 mm-hmm. one is because he got recruited to go fight in the war, like he or the army or something like that. I, I believe. Whoa! Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to double check that. Yeah. But double check the internet. That's the source that's of the, that's, all power. Mm-hmm. This is what we know. We know. Um, so and so, Fukuda uh, was this young dude that kind of took it over. He brought over a lot of these same actors. He also used this composer that the the composer for this film was Kurosawa's chosen composer. Oh. Very so cool. very very cool. I brought in some samples of the music too. But before we get to that, um, Katie, I also want to ask you a few questions. First of all, more thoughts on on this film, what you yeah. what you felt about it, and and I really want to know your history with with Godzilla because yes. you go way back. Okay. So, it all started. My dad had this uh, Godzilla figurine that was a, it was a toy, a Godzilla toy. Mm-hmm. And the back of it would spark. 
<laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So like there was a little switch on the back and then fire would actually come out of his mouth, which was very dangerous and should not have been a toy for children. Yet it was Love a toy it. that I played with. I think definitely should be a toy for children. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Teach, it will teach you something. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't have a lot of friends in like <laughs> in like uh, kindergarten, first grade. Like I just remember growing up not having a lot of thinking friends thinking I was weird. So like, how do I prove I'm not weird? Bring a Godzilla figurine with me onto the bus and pretend it's my friend. Yay! That is not weird, <laughs> and that's cool. Aww. And that's what I did. And so we would we would. Um, we would go on vacation every summer to Block Island off the coast of Rhode Island. And uh, there were all these uh, storms one summer and we just watched Godzilla movies. Oh, and amazing. we would dub over the movies uh, with our own, with our own jokes and pretend like act out the movies as well wow. with real lobster claws. Oh yeah. Wow, that's... And stuff like that. And um, I understand we have a clip. Yeah. Oh, uh, the clip. Yeah, my dad used to film everything, so we got a clip. Excellent. We so, yeah, we do have a clip. Yeah, I thought maybe we could uh, review that later in the place sure. of the J take potentially. Let's do that because I don't know that Jay's. The, I don't know that Jay had time this week because I haven't heard from him. Fuck Jay just Jay. sold an, a show, by the way. Wow, Jay sold a show. That's wow, great. that's to a fancy, fancy network. Oh, Huge. really? Congratulations, Jay. Congrats to Jay. Our own Jay. So I think he's our, our very own homegrown Jay. Mm-hmm. He's a homegrown Jay. He's an organic Jay. Yeah, he is. He's, he's not treated with herbicides. <laughs> he does, and yeah, he does not take well to herbicides. <laughs> not at all. Don't give Jay herbicides. He turns into he turns into Jay Zilla. When he came that's, over, <laughs> that's I, his origin. I story. sprayed him right in the eyes, and he didn't. <laughs> he did not agree. He did. I, I guess he didn't tell me. But uh, no. But that's uh, that's amazing. That's super cool. And. Um, I was going to make an, an Ibira joke, but the time has passed. But Time has passed. Yeah. Uh, it was also, I, I've always thought the fight scenes were so funny. Yes. And yes. Like, I think this was the beginning of me thinking poorly uh, made special effects were hilarious because, you know, I love really like B horror movies and yes. stuff like Absolutely. that. So this was like the spawn of that. Like, oh, I love stuff that's bad. Kind of. Of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla in this movie felt like he wasn't sure which direction he was going to walk. And yeah, that's, a lot of times. A lot of times, he his facial expressions were so funny. They were yeah. bananas. <laughs> he looks like a cat in most of it. He looks like a like a cat just kind of like checking things out. <laughs> it is eyes too because they're still the the uh, bug eye era of Godzilla. So there's. I that, mean, like a half wink. He like looks they high as really, fuck. Yeah, he yeah. really During does look high. His, yeah, his eyes are <laughs> his eyes are like gl- glazed over, and he's like, it's it's well, maybe almost, he's drinking that yellow juice. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. So mm-hmm. we should get into this movie. Yeah, let's jump into yeah. it. But real fast, I'd like to answer George your point about Ishiro Honda. He did uh, serve in the Imperial Army three times, starting right. in 1934 when he returned home in 1946 after being taken prisoner by Chinese troops. He that was when he became very anti-war. So right. Interesting. Yeah. He was uh, he was he was fairly patriotic and even though he was this uh, big time director in Japan mm-hmm. uh with this huge hit of Godzilla, he still served in the army. So I, I believe that's why um he stepped down from directing some of the Godzilla movies in that period. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh so 
So uh, we have a five out of ten. Sorry, this has a five. I know. I just looked at that on on IMDb. It's got a five point three. And I mean, listen, those people, they must be the same critics that were like, there wasn't enough of a human story in King of the Monsters. Oh, there was plenty of a human story in this one. Absolutely. That like no monsters came out until like the end. I know we only saw exactly. (laughs) We really had. What is happening? But you know what? That's a type of Godzilla film. Is the is the monsters showing up at about like ten minutes in, and then the monster showing up at at like the third act. It was a comedy, you know. It really really was. It was. It was super good. Goofy. I really liked it though. I I, like. I I loved how silly it was. So. Uh, we start with that uh, this guy Yata has lost his his brother was lost at sea and a a psychic or like a, a sage tells uh, tells him that she that he's not lost he's he's not dead she's gone to the spirit world she has talked to some people there in the spirit world she tapped on some shoulders and he's not dead and so he's convinced of that. And normally I bring in some of the uh, goofy dubs, but that spirit, the um, the medium at the beginning of the movie, is the is probably the goofiest dub in the whole movie. And even then, it wasn't that bad. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it was. It was a little really uh, hammy. Did you listen to the dubs or uh, did you watch the subs, Katie? Oh, I watched the dubs because it was like, oh, I gotta get up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to yes. do his voice. Like, yes, go on. <laughs> yes. Do it. Oh man, you're not getting my pants in there. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> and then he'd like fall over. Like, Whoa. Oh, yeah. Like, no God. one talks like that, but. Yeah, anytime. Oh, then, I love that when they do some uh, r- ridiculous dubs. I, I did the subs, and so I've been doing the subs the past couple of films, which has been quite nice, but I, I think I need to switch into the dubs next oh, time for the a dubs com- comedic effect. They're pretty fun, yeah. yeah. But I am curious about the translation, uh, if we if we see any like translation story elements, plot elements. Uh, apparently, the only difference between the American version and the Japanese version is that they reused at the very top of the American version, like the Typhoon thing where the and and showed the ship going down okay you mean they use that twice in the american in the dubs version yeah i guess they use it at the beginning and when then they get caught in that storm later oh that's right so yeah that does so, happen. and that's not in the japanese version right. it just starts it's like a kind of a bucolic setting and then they talk to this this sage that says he's alive and and then we then we go to the then we go to like the dance party, basically. Yeah, the guy in the yellow shirt was wild. Oh, sorry. The guy in the yellow shirt was wild. Yeah. Yes, he, he that's had the one. His face was like rubber. It was, he made so many goofy expressions. I, let me just be very clear that I loved all of that. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Oh, I love that there was a dance contest happening. Three cheers for the show, a series. He, he, um, look, he looks like he goes from bemusement to utter exhaustion like it's the expressions so on his funny. face he's like, he like con- faints he, yeah he like faints and he's like in in constant pain and or uh exuberance yes. like that's the expression it's so true yeah so basically so so uh if, if you haven't seen it yata is convinced that his brother is still alive we go to this uh an, a groovy 60s uh dance marathon where people are dancing for as long as they can to try to win a yacht And there's only 30 people left. And there's some people are groove. There's plenty of people that look like they're having a great time. A lot of energy. Yes. And, or I'm sorry, you know what? Yata was the one lost at sea. Ryota's his brother, by the way. 
Sorry, I screwed that up. I said that Ryota, or I said that Yata was convinced that his brother was is okay. Right. right. Ryota's the, the guy. Oh, no problem. Uh, the brother. So just, you know, forgive me. Sorry, guys. Yata's the one lost at sea. Um, so then they he these two guys that are dancing for the yacht, uh, they both get out. They both get out because they just, they can't dance in Amoa. They yeah. can't do it. Yeah, they just can't do the dance. Yep. And then... Ryota shows up and is like, "Hey, I want the yacht." Yeah, and he's just like he he just fixates on this yacht. He's like, "I really want a yacht." And then yeah, he's like, he is really fixated. Yeah. Like he stares at them. He shows up and he stares at everybody there. Like yeah. he's going to run through and be like, "Stop! I'm like, you stop this nonsense." My brother's. Lo-. I thought that's what he was going to do. Like he if you see that yacht, yeah, he really <laughs> needed it. Um, if you see an, a person look at another person like this, like a piece of meat, it's like, man. <laughs> You need to calm it with this yacht business, bro, because you're freaking everyone out. Yep. And then they go, and the next logical step is, uh, of course, a crime. So they try to yeah, steal. Let's just go <laughs> steal the yacht. Steal a yacht. Yeah. So they board Which this. Which took me a couple minutes to get behind. I was like, wait, I thought they're are they going to just go see the yacht, or are they? Oh no, nope. They're they're going to steal this yacht. They're just ste- they're just um, pirates now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they go on this ship, and they're looking around and like, wow, I wonder what the owner looks like. He goes, looks like me. And he and this guy comes out from the deck with like a rifle. I'm like, well, yeah. that's that took a ten- that took a turn. But right here, right, this is the first clip I brought in because I wanted to show the music in this movie, and it is it's it sounds like the way I described it is part Gershwin and part Looney Tunes. Yes. <laughs> Listen to this. Gershwin. Looney Tunes. Oh my god, that's 100% Looney Tunes. Right? I believe that was so Looney t- I noticed that the whole time I was watching yeah. this. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and that was, I believe that was Hayasaka is the, is, uh, the name of that composer that was the one that did all the stuff for Kurosawa and he worked very closely with Jun Fukuda. Interesting. It was very good. I like the music a lot in this. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think... I'd say like forty percent of the charm of this movie is is just the score was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Or I'm sorry, it was it says that it's Masaru Sato, but who worked under the influence of Hayasaka. Oh, they were all under the. They influence were all when under, they made under the this movie. One guys, hey, oh, so they go and steal this sorry. boat. <laughs> And then they wake up, they, when every, the guy, or they show up on the boat, the guy's going to shoot him. And then he goes, all right, well, it's late. So you guys can just sleep on my boat. (laughs) And they're like, okay. Uh, And then in the morning, they're, uh, they're adrift at sea. Yeah. And he's like, my gun, what happened to my gun? And, uh, and, and Yata's bro, uh, Ryota, or Ryota, he's like, oh, this toy, I broke it. Ryota broke the fucking toy, right? Yeah, more Looney Tunes because it's yeah. like, like <laughs> it's all slapsticky. Yeah, the Very rifle silly. is like bent in a U shape. I'm like, yeah. what the <laughs> fuck? What did you? How did you even do that? What do you have an anvil on? Yeah, on the <laughs> like, a, do you have a furnace? In Maybe there? it was an Acme brand gun. Maybe there's no anvil needed. Yeah, Ryota's truly the Bugs Bunny of this film. He was able to tie it in a knot, and and then they are, they're out at sea, and Ryota's the only one who actually knows how to sail. Right. So they're basically Ryota's prisoners because none of them know how to sail and they just have to deal with it. And also at this point, you see one of the plot devices unfold where you have the guy who's on the ship and 
he's just making a skeleton key as his hobby. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, like, he's like, what oh, are you doing I'm there? Making keys. Yeah, and the guy's like, making a key. It's my, I have my hobbies. You have yours. What? Yeah. It's like, oh, so this is a, is, is this going to be coming back later? Because that guy fucking is. robbed a casino. Yeah. That guy robbed a fucking casino. Yeah. And that's why he was on that boat. Not his boat. Not in his the boat subs, either. it says, I, I want to know if there's a difference here. In the subs, it says it was the boat of American producer James Conway. Hmm. I don't even. That's what it says. It says they, they get on the, like, the. It, it says on the radio that it's like the boat who was what a, was owned by American producer James Conway has been stolen, and uh and there's and they say that there's like three guys out that stole it or something like that, and then they say uh, also in the news a man robbed a casino, and then the guy goes oh, I'm turning it off, <laughs> and they go and, <laughs> and then they go wait did you rob the casino and he goes I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Wow, really honest guy, this one. <laughs> like, he won't straight up say no because he's not a duplicitous character. No, he's, he's going to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's going to be straightforward. He's an honest thief. They uh, were just like, we have room for a joke here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What should we do? This is it. That's the, that's the one. <laughs> so they're they're heading towards, they're just heading south. They're adrift at sea, and the guy's like, Listen, we can't go back. I'm looking for my brother who's lost at sea. Yeah. <laughs> so they all kind of like go along with it. Well, because they have to, because none of them know how to sail and they all get seasick. Bunch of fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. Out at sea. Why do they, they all want a yacht so bad? None of them can sail. Yeah, good point. There is a real. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, actually, good point, Katie. let me answer this. Let me answer this. They're dudes. Because here's what I just did I just went to fucking Tahiti for a week because my boyfriend i mean i guess no ex no but we're still ex, friends yeah. all good uh he he and his dad decided that they wanted to sail the world and they didn't have almost any sailing experience so every single step of the way has just been like they did they <laughs> They like wait. They just lo- wanted. Yeah, they, they like didn't have any I think they knocked experience? off a chunk of the mast at one point or whatever. Like men, all sorts. Men do exactly. This. And and then when I was down there and you're meeting all these other people that sail, it's just so many dudes that were like, I just always wanted to sail, so I did this. And there's just there's some there's some wives that are on board, and then there's just some wives that are like, he wanted to do this. And and I was already pregnant, so I guess we're doing this. <laughs> and I just like I think that there's a lot of dudes that just want to sail, and I don't want to be sexist because maybe there's a lot of women that do it. But I'm, my personal experience, which colors my life, suggests that dudes just love boats. Yeah, uh, I mean that sounds about right. I mean, and George, I mean, you guys can't see George, but he has three anchor tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> One mom, one dad. Oh wow! One just for me. Yeah, then one Haley. One with a muscle, uh, like a picture of a muscle with the tattoo on that muscle, <laughs> like a guy flexing with a tattoo. Yeah, like, it's a tiny just little a tattoo. muscle. Yeah, yeah. with no context. <laughs> so you're like, what is that? Looks like kind of like an anchor on a cloud, and it's like, no, it's a muscle. No, it's a bicep. <laughs> Clearly, muscle, bro. Have you ever? Even been to a gun show? Not even a (laughs) full arm. I think people just want free shit. That's the thing. People love if if someone's like, oh, free boat. Oh yeah, like Uh, fuck yeah. Yes. See, because on the other side, yes. If somebody gave me a free 
every boat, I would take that boat. But boats don't make sense. I mean, no. we can fly now. <laughs> they don't. Look, we don't why need do people em. do this. As Katie and Haley are having a jolly time talking about <laughs> men who Keep just us on track. want to sail without any clue. I'm The more I think about it, I'm like, this is absolutely something I want to do. <laughs> and I didn't think until, until now. I'm like, yeah, I totally want to sail. You're I welcome. could be a captain of the high seas. Yeah. Now you can sail. Yeah. Now you can sail, George. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they, Captain they cra- George. So so they crash. Uh, they, they crash. Cra- <laughs> they crash. Well, like, yeah. Well, oh, Abira no, shows up. Abira shows up. Yeah. That's it. That's Abira shows up at uh, like probably like 15 minutes in or something like that, and Annie wrecks the fucking boat, man. Abira yeah. and Abira looks like fucking swole. Like yeah. he is, he should, Big. yeah, and yeah. he and he kind of walks in the sea like a bulldog. You know how a bulldog is like a, a like it's very chest heavy and like a beer oh yeah, kinda, beer is like yeah, what up, bro? Like and he's and the claws give him kind of a Popeye affect to it. Oh, for because sure, because it just looks like muscly, you know, for, for sure, yeah. A Popeye, another guy who has an anchor tattoo. Oh, mm. guys, sailors sailing is <laughs> Ibira the thing. has an anchor tattoo also. Ah, uh, to be a sailor. Ah, to be a sailor. To live that life, uh, it, it takes five times as long to get everywhere and three times as expensive. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Our boys into it. Godzilla. Godzilla's always wanted to sail too. He's he's always his whole thing is that he's lived under the sea. But what if? Just for one day, he could live atop the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so angry all the time. That's why he's so pissed. Part yeah. of the annoyed. World. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, as uh, somebody needs to draw Godzilla as Ariel, uh, singing Please. from the bottom of the sea. Um, so yeah. So they get wrecked. They show up on an island. They're like, "Oh my god, we're on an island!" And uh, Eye Patch Commando shows up. His name is Commander Kai Kai Kaibi Kaibi. Oh yeah, and he has an eye patch, and these dudes are bad news. Yeah, I love that guy. So yeah, so he's bad news, and he's also one of my favorite characters in this whole movie because he's such a dick to everyone. Um, he oh, yeah. So <laughs> I have a clip here. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but just because we talked about him, I want to give you an introduction to his character type, his personality. Yes, because at one point, um, there are some natives who are captive and they are producing this fruit that is supposed to ward off Ibira, right? Mm. And while they're making this fruit, they're singing and here's what here's the, his interaction with them uh, during the scene. Listen to this. Stop that! Be quiet and keep working. <laughs> he he fires three warning shots into the cage where they're making this fruit and he's like shut up yeah and he's constantly telling people to shut up in this movie yep it's great it's so shut great up. yeah he's yeah. constantly telling people to shut up and and this is definitely reminiscent uh like this whole crew looks like a bond villain crew yes and again fakuda just had come off of this film that was like a huge success and it's called uh i found i found the title of it. it's called a hundred shot a hundred killed <laughs> And nice. just making fun of James Bond films. And now I have to find this film and watch it because it sounds amazing. It's also called Iron Finger. So really, he did beat <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> like Iron it's, Finger. It's amazing. So I really, really want to see this. And anybody uh, anybody that has seen it, please tweet at us because I, I, I'm really interested in it now. Um, so yeah, so these villains show up. We've got like this captain, evil captain. We have e- e- this evil commander, Kaibi, KB. 
Kybe, Kybe, whatever. And then, so natives try to escape in a traditional, like a Polynesian uh, double hole canoe sort of thing. Yeah. And, yes. and holy <laughs> Class. fuck, they literally get skewered by yeah. Avira. This is the first note I, I wrote down. At 2142, I just wrote the word brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was Correct. So, it was so brutal. That he literally, like, like you, you see them, <laughs> you see that, so he picks up the ship, and you're thinking, like, oh, that's kind of cool, because they put little miniature humans on there, and then they fall off, and you're like, oh, they escaped. And then he skewers them with his claw and eats them. I'm yep. like, whoa, this is intense. <laughs> This is like, because most kaiju movies, you know, humans are kind of killed as collateral. He, Abira is like, nah, I'm going in for them. Yeah, Yeah. you went for it. It was great. I was, I thought, I thought they were going to get away and it was like, no, you're, they're fucking, they're a shish kebab. Yeah. They are a shish fucking bob. Yeah. Poetic if you think about it. Because, you know, lobsters, they live forever. Yeah. And, and humans don't. And like we eat lobsters, so like he was like, "I'm gonna eat humans." Damn he was straight. straight. Damn straight. It was a political. It was that. a. Co- <laughs> That's Thank what I meant. <laughs> that audience thought it was funny, but poignant. It was a political <laughs> statement. Political statement. I, I'm sorry to get political here. No, it's okay. It's okay. You know what? That's all this. All this show really is is heavy politics. I yeah. mean, come on. That's symbolism there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah, Godzilla is the wafer cracker that we shove a lot of heavy-handed politics into <laughs> <laughs> down people's throats. <laughs> yeah. This wafer thin. Basically. Um, um, and and just so you know, like in the American version, they, they call him a lobster, but his, I believe in Japanese, his part of his name translates to shrimp. And so, I uh, so they also, but but in the subtitles they call him a lobster. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, a friendly crustacean. I thought uh, he was not a cr- so friendly crustacean. crustacean. Yeah, crustacean. Yeah, crustacean. He's so it could be kind of anything. Yeah. Oh my god, this really is. This is the Little Mermaid. <gasps> But bad. But bad. But oh. no, but really good. Are you kidding? No, but <laughs> real good, but bad. Yeah. <laughs> like bad to the bone. Yeah. yeah. Bad to the exoskeleton. If Sebastian came up and like did not give a fuck and he was like yeah. just all about killing humans and also a giant, that's Ibira. That's Ibira. Yeah. That's fucking Ibira. And Godzilla is Ariel the Little Mermaid. <laughs> and we are seeing the scene right now that we just talked about where he skewers the humans. Shish kebab. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and Katie, to your point, absolutely looks like shrimps on a Barbie. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yep. See? Absolutely. Very poignant. The, yeah. The audience. Tiny shrimpy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was clapping with them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this island's called Devil's Island. I don't know if it ever actually said this. Anybody ever says that? But anyway, so this this organization, the bad news organization, is called Red Bamboo. Yeah. Red Bamboo. They're a terrorist organization, and they've told they've kidnapped all of these natives from Infant Island, mm-hmm. and they are enslaving them. And if you're a big Godzilla fan like us, which you are because you're listening to this yeah. podcast, you know Infant Island is where Mothra comes from. Yes, indeed. And the natives are hopeful to awaken her, which is why uh, one of the reasons that they're kind of like they're singing while they're harvesting this yellow juice uh, and and the guy shoots off the warning shots. Yeah. Also, by the way, these guys are the worst with guns because the natives that are escaping in the canoe get shot out like like people they've straight up like empty clips on them yeah. and they don't get hit at all. They just get taken out by a beer. 
<laughs> it's, it's amazing. G- it's G.I. Joe aiming. Absolutely. Um, they got yeah. some muskets, you know. Stormtroopers. Also, just a historical reference. This is something I learned recently, and it's super fucked up. But <laughs> up until basically, I mean, even the 20s, there was this was happening uh, on Polynesian islands uh, from all the way cons- from Australia, uh, the Australians, um, the, uh, British and uh, other like f- the French and stuff were doing something and it was called blackbirding. They'd go and kidnap natives from these islands and then enslave them in colonies. And this was happening after slavery was you know like where you think the emancipation proclamation that was kind of like the end of the the end of slavery in the the developed world absolutely not they were doing this low-key and it's it was like monstrous they were and they were like killing all these natives so that's fucked up and i just learned about it and it went on until like the 20s when finally people were like uh guys this can't happen anymore I wonder if this, uh, the red bamboo is kind of a nod towards that because they are kind of this weird terrorist organization. I always yeah. thought it might be Japan's kind of. It was illegal. People, they were doing it illegally. They were yeah. basically pirates doing I, this. I yeah. imagine, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I wonder if this was Japan's kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of like a, a little nod against China because calling them the red bamboo. Oh, uh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. That would totally make These sense. These are the Chinese Absolutely. on here doing nuclear testing or whatever. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Also, worth looking up, I can't remember the name of the ship, but if you look up Blackbirding, you'll find that there's one, there's a freaking cool story about a ship that was uh, captained by a dude that would go and take over, he'd overtake the Blackbirding ships and free all of the natives. And it was just like some guy that took it upon himself, which Whoa. is a really cool story. So here's here's something. Looking it up. I, Get up. I, so I my theory on if this was uh, Japan's kind of uh, uh, you know kind of slam against China, mm-hmm. calling them red bamboo as the bad guys. I just looked up when China first started nuclear testing, and it was 1964. Oh shit! So this was this. So it was oh, the this year has Mothra, to be a response. Uh huh. Yeah. It was the year Mothra came out, and this came out in what 66. Yep. So it was two years after there was nuclear tensions in the region. Yeah. So this was probably you know uh, Japanese nationalism a little bit because we've seen that yeah. in Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Absolutely. There, it was very nationalist. Yeah. against uh, America <laughs> very much economically uh but this is this is a kind of I think a slam against China here it's got to be the it has to be oh yeah it yeah. has to be that makes sense yeah right? it came out December 17th 1966 so absolutely yeah um and and I'm glad but I'm really glad that they kind of called all that stuff out with this film it made me appreciate that even more because I had just learned about all this like horrible stuff that you're like oh that was going on not too long ago um and so the natives are are wanting to get out of there and then a a beautiful native girl slips away and she might look familiar to you because she is uh Kumi Mizuno and she's Miss Namikawa in Monster Zero. Oh, that's right. She's, that's she's, great. Yeah, she's the alien that turns on the aliens and and she plays a similarly very significant and powerful role in this film. I loved this. I loved her role, by the way. I thought they she does so much. She's such a powerful character. Um and so I I was a big fan. Her name is Dayo in this. And she's like, I'm going to get I'm going to get my people home. I'm going to get them off this island. And then she runs afoul at first, of our little, uh, our, of our intrepid group of people that wanted to steal a yacht. Yeah, our wannabe, our <laughs> wannabe pirates. Our wannabe pirates. 
Uh, and Godzilla vs. Monster Zero came out in 1970. So this was her. Oh, so this was this, Yeah, this predated. Yes, yep. So this was was this her first role in a Godzilla film? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. This was, um, you know, she she was destined. She became kind of like a Godzilla star. And she's so great. Yeah. She's so great in all of these. Yeah. She was super fun. And she's, I I also liked her personality in this too, because she was, Mm -hmm. although she was a native, um, she didn't, um, she kind of paid deference to her, her like native culture, but also while working with these guys and trying to steer them in the right direction, but also not being like totally, um... I guess it played to her strengths, her character strengths. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like in Godzilla versus King Kong. Did you see that one, Katie? Godzilla versus King or Kong. King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I actually have not. The natives in that were treated like they were. <laughs> I have not seen like I love g- the concept of Godzilla and watching those, but I have definitely not seen as many movies as you have. That's fair. You know That's what? Fair. You know what? Though, Katie, I don't have a podcast. There's a lot that we've seen as we've gone through <laughs> about it. <laughs> no, but I'll I'll say this: um, as big of a Godzilla fan as I as I always have been, I was like you. I've seen like you know a handful of the originals, and then mm-hmm. I used this podcast as an as an excuse to watch all of them back to back. And there's some I definitely haven't even seen yet. And I'm waiting so that we can talk about them for the first time on that's the show. That's so great. Yeah. No, that's good. And if you ever want to come by, like on a Godzilla watching night, we'd love yes, to have please. you. Oh, by all yeah, means. because we I love really that. enjoy. Yeah, you're a fellow super fan. I really yeah. enjoyed watching this today. Yeah. And and speaking of the the King Kong call out, now we get to a very very interesting point with the production. So they they meet the they meet Dio. Our crew meets Dio and they're like, we're not going to hurt you. And she understands Japanese. And they're like, okay, great. We're going to work together. We're going to get off of this island. Uh, and they find a they find a, a lightning rod kind of thing that apparently was from one of the dudes that got killed. I got skewered by Abira. And uh, and then they see Godzilla. So, so it's a sword. Uh, as soon as they climb the cliff. Oh, they find a sword. No, but inside there's a cave where they find Godzilla and yeah. there's like a lightning rod in it. Really? I thought they used the sword. Did they use they the have sword? A, the sword is, they find the sword separately. And then when they meet her, remember, they stab the sword in the ground yeah, and be like, yeah. we're not going to hurt you. Then they all go into a cave and they yeah. find a lightning rod. Oh, I thought it was the same thing. I don't know. It's I not the sword was like lit up. No, no, the sword so <laughs> like a lightsaber. So the sword is a honest. different thing. There is a <laughs> lightning rod. And the reason that it's definitely that they find a lightning rod in this cave is because when they see Godzilla like kind of sleeping beneath yeah. them in the cave, that's supposed originally it was gonna be King Kong. Oh, oh so this whole lightning everything because in King Kong versus Godzilla, he's aided by the use That's of right. lightning. Yeah. He's powered up effectively and it hurts Godzilla, but they kind of are like, whatever, we wanted Godzilla for this after all. And so like Godzilla was like emerging as the true star. He so. wasn't available at first. <laughs> they like called his agent. They're like, can we work something out? Yeah, exactly. King Kong was originally in it, then he turned it down and Godzilla T- took it over as kind of like the Ma- Michael J. Fox thing in Back to the Future. As like, and then you know Godzilla shot to fame, and yeah, King mm-hmm. Kong's been struggling ever since. It's true. <laughs> it's just Jack true. Black couldn't revive. It's that just movie. true. King Kong was doing a Comedy Central roast. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the so our our native lady, what was her name? Dio. Dio. She also we we kind of skipped over this, but they when they got into the enemy base for a while, they mm-hmm. she she took a little spool of wire of, of like uh, look like copper or something oh yeah like yeah yeah and that's what they rig up to the lightning pole to uh the lightning rod to try to wake up godzilla yes. and it's really goofy because the 
if you know anything about <laughs> electricity, <laughs> uh, the gauge of this wire can't be more than like a millimeter or two at most. And it was it like this would be over this would like just completely melt with a light with the amount of yeah, absolutely. <laughs> voltage going through from a and then uh And then, they steal a bunch of snoop smoke bombs, yeah, right? Yeah, they steal a bunch of smoke bombs. And then there's they're like this, Goonie. They're like the Goonies. They are like yeah. the Goonies. They're definitely like the Goonies. I by the way, the the thief, the casino thief is my hunk of the movie. Uh, yeah. I have a, a hunk or a babe of the movie. He's oh, very yeah. He's a he's a babe. He's a babe, and he can, and his, and now his skeleton key powers coming to yeah. use. So they are doing some real goofy Looney Tunes, like <laughs> sneaking, sneaking up on the yeah behind fortress. a behind a bush, and they keep moving the bush, and every time they move the bush, they have to pause like a cartoon. Yes, and the guards are shining a spotlight on them, and at some point, so silly, Dio is holding a dove. As a distraction, and she throws the dove up in the air, which I thought was pretty clever. Yeah, she does. She does like all the clever shit in this. Um, also, something that's that like you, George, you commented that it is like GI Joe, and absolutely like everything is like a Cobra Commander because even the fortress has like an opening in the top that shoots like machine guns yes. randomly at people, and it never hits anybody. Never hits anybody. So it's it really is like GI Joe before the GI Joe cartoon came out. That bush scene was wild. Just want to say, how was that in a Godzilla movie? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. like just watching it right now. <laughs> we have it on the screen. It just, it just popped up like this. <laughs> do, 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 do. I want to hear do, the music do, do, for this. Do, do, do. do you have that available? I can cue it up. Because <laughs> it better be do 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 do. <laughs> this is if it's that i'll be really happy this is the audio from the scene that we're talking about where they're sneaking along in a bush <laughs> it's just foley <laughs> it's just foley bush okay yeah oh missed opportunity huh yeah guys yeah, it's too bad yeah it's just it's just bush foley yeah a simple job Okay, that was, that was our casino thief oh, using his skeleton key to get into the fortress. and uh, Unlimited key, man. Yeah. It's like a, a character in a video game where you're like, this is the guy on our team that makes keys. Are they on the set of Star Wars now? I know. Yes, that- it's like a Death Star on Earth. I wrote that down. I'm so with you. Yes. Okay, because it does look like the Death Star. Yes. It's, it's like they use the same exact set for... They just use it for everything. But they movie. preceded it. Maybe the deaths are <laughs> right. still from them. No, but oh my god! And he picks another lock. Like he's just the lock master, so he gets like, them. Keep those. And he's like, I. Re-. He does says he says this thing where he's like, he, <laughs> he's like, I wish it were a safe, but whatever. Like, yeah. like he's like, I'd rather just a reminder. I'd rather be cracking a safe. Oh no, he does that later. He does yeah, that later he does that when, when he gets yeah when like he, the bomb or something like that. Yeah, when he gets in, inside the fortress. He does find a giant safe, and inside this giant safe is a nuclear reactor, and that's when they realize, uh-oh, China, uh-huh, I mean, Red Bamboo <laughs> oh, is, yeah, red bamboo. <laughs> is doing some nuclear stuff that they shouldn't. So, red Bamboo. Yeah, so Red good. Bamboo, please. So they followed some scientists in there. They get some smoke bombs. They Then they're, they're going to escape, but there's a, the guys catch them. Like He looks up, and there's these boots that are like, Nazis, Nazi yeah. boots, and and then they use the smoke bombs and they get away. 
And uh, it was it was very clever of them, I thought. Yeah, they get away with a smoke bomb that they just took, and they they run outside. And this is, I believe, the first time that uh, we see oh, them. Yes. Yeah, we see them go towards. <laughs> ben Rio- was it Rio- Is that Ryota? Or is that one of the? That's just one of the buddies, right? So we're looking at one point. Yeah, one of the one of the guys. No, it's it's Ryota. Yeah, it's so Ryota. Ryota gets his leg tangled in a balloon in like a weather balloon, a weather or, balloon something or something that they're using as a weapon, and pulls like a Gonzo from a Muppet movie and mm-hmm. like flies through the air in a way. <laughs> he just goes away. Again, they shoot at him a bunch. Yeah. Nothing hits. Yeah, those dumb shit guards. And then he <laughs> lands uh, very conveniently yes. for our plot in on the island where his brother is. Yes, exactly. Then he runs in a yatta. That was, was easy. Like, yeah, yeah, that was that worked out. All he had to do was get this balloon. Me- See, going through the air is better. It's better. Taking a ship, waste. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, the rest of our marauders and Dio is back in the cave where they found Godzilla sleeping. And they, they come up with a plan. They're like, listen, we're stuck on this island. Yeah. Let's create a diversion. And that diversion is called Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, which is the best idea on the planet. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, and I brought in a clip here, too, because they talk about uh, waking up Godzilla and the repercussions of it. Uh, this is one of my favorite lines of the movie. Listen to this. If Godzilla wakes up, they'll stop looking for us. We can't do it. Why not? <laughs> They're making nuclear weapons on this island secretly, and they'll destroy the entire world. Oh, Godzilla will do the same. He won't. Godzilla doesn't want to do that. <laughs> Godzilla wouldn't do something Godzilla like that. Godzilla doesn't want to do that. Godzilla. Very matter of fact. Come on, you idiot. Of God- course Godzilla doesn't want to do that. Godzilla wants to be a sailor. Yeah, he, he, speaks, wants- <laughs> he speaks to Godzilla's motivations like Godzilla would never do that. He would never do that. He doesn't want to destroy the world. He just wants to sail it. He yeah. wants to quit it all. And slowly sail the world. Uh, um, <laughs> I love it so much that I want to watch it again. I know. Yeah. It it. So, so, so now we got the we, we go back to the natives. They're manufacturing this this yellow juice. Now, uh, we haven't explained this yellow juice. So, the the red bamboo uses this yellow uses this yellow juice that they harvest from the island to drug Ibira so that they can go in and out on ships. So, like, if Ibira drinks this yellow juice, he he passes out. He just, you know, like he, and, and then you can get in and out. So these guys come up and tell the tell the natives, okay, we got a plan. What we're gonna do is switch the juice out with juice from the leaves of this plant, not the berries, and that won't drug Ibira. Right. So so they they put decoy juice in for the red bamboo. Later on in the movie, mm-hmm. they use the wrong juice and Ibira. Fucks them up. Yep. Uh, yep. And but, then we go to Mothra. Yeah, we go to Mothra, and we ha- we have the twins. They're not the same twins. Not as the same. Not the same twins. These these twins are the Bambi, uh, the Pear Bambi. That's what they're called. Pear Bambi. Another musician group. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. in the original, the 1964 one, uh, Katie, the twins. You may already know this, but they were uh, uh, this Japanese pop duo called the Peanuts. The Peanuts. Yeah, and they were super. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. We, that's real nerdy, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we just found out, and it was. Uh, I think Matt Danner, or you, you mentioned it, Haley, on the most I recent episode. Yeah, yeah. I want to know about and them. And they're, uh, they're, there's, they're Japanese singers Yuko and Yoko Okada. 
and uh, that's uh, that's, they, oh, no. that's what they did. And they were this this I believe this film was Mystery Science Theater at yeah. some point too. So the the twins in this movie though are wearing this. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, but it's a jumper. Is that what is that, or just a big dress? Oh, what is wearing, that? That's a sarong, baby. A sarong. Yeah, and yeah. Is it a sarong? I thought it was a one-shoulder one, dress. I think a it's a sarong yeah. because you're, if you're using that big piece, like that big piece of cloth, and then you're tying it up like that, it's a sarong. Oh, yeah. So even though it makes a dress, it's still the sarong. So there were the shobijin in this one. and Well, it's it's beautifully, it's like this yeah, uh, beautiful, beautiful print. But I, I was thinking the whole time, like, how would these little tiny... Um, what are they? Angels, spirits, whatever. Fairies. Have, yeah. How why, how would these fairies have clothes? Like, shouldn't they shouldn't they be wearing leaves or naked? Because are you kidding me? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, no. Go on. It's a serious inquiry. It's like asking how do Barbies have clothes? I don't ever. I I don't know. But doll clothes. But the, they're fairies. Who's making clothes that small? Somebody's making them for them. Yeah, I look at that's really good. That's really good clothes. No, I mean they do have really good clothes. Yeah, they I think really you guys clothes. are being really judgmental of people that might be able to sew for tiny things. They're but they're fairies and they can teleport. And who's making clothes for them? I think it should be grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they spent most of the budget on those two dresses it seems they're really nice what's dresses. this i got an email from george it's a change.org petition <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's on board of that yeah change, use, use cg uh-huh. to superimpose grass out yeah can we please it should be grass I should think. be grass <laughs> it should be katie oh my god it has one signature it's katie <laughs> <laughs> and jay how's that for a jay take <laughs> wow there's the jay take yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, we're on board with so, it. So, so uh, meanwhile, Ryota runs into Yada while they're while the twins and and the people of Infant Island that are left are trying to wake up Mothra, who's just kind of sleeping behind, just them. slumbering, always slumbering, always or, she's slumbering. Mothra's three favorite things to do: uh, die, uh, slumber, and reincarnate. That's Absolutely. what Mothra does. That sounds. I mean. Listen, that Every sounds like unipolar I'm depression to me. <laughs> 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 Just <laughs> quick, quick aside, I have a party afro that I wear to, uh, it's my party wig that I wear to parties sometimes. Oh, of course. <laughs> right, and it right, looks, right. It looks, we all have those. I, I, <laughs> I originally, see, it is the sword, Haley, right? That's the, isn't that the sword or is that it, the? It looks like a sword that's lit up. It looks like a lit yeah, up is that not the sword? Is it the, the same we, thing? We I thought saw... the sword was a, I thought there was a, no, because they picked something else up in the cave that looks like a it looks like one of those weird claw things that you can grab stuff with and they pick that up in the cave and that's different maybe someone was lazy and want to get yeah. up maybe like they prop used a different designer. prop yeah for like, maybe it is the same sorry i could be wrong but the cliff, they got fired so yeah when they're when they're climbing the cliff at the beginning of the movie the guy like uh stumbles upon a sword and, a sword and, like, yeah and then they go cannibals does it really in the dub it's oh yeah that's a Amazing. Cannibals? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. That part stuck out to me. For yeah. Time. Oh, my gosh. But, oh, so I guess so. Maybe it was the same thing. Maybe they just pick it up at a weird angle in the cave that made it look like it was something new or something. Any, I don't know. In any event, Popcorn. they used this thing to wake up Godzilla, and Godzilla finally 
Finally, Finally. gets up off a lot of sleeping uh, kaiju's in this movie. The only one who's up and about is Ibira, and yeah. he, and they're the one. He's the one. Ironically, everyone's trying to get to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Nobody can get him to sleep. This is all just like they're all on different drugs. Yeah, these natives again. They're there are these uh, these fairies that are ta- the twins. Yeah, they really should be wearing like grass. <laughs> George, <laughs> yeah. this is making him. So- this is the thing that made George have a problem suspending his disbelief. Is that- Those- <laughs> Not that they're tiny twins. The prince- it's that they would have such nice clothes. The prince quality is just too crisp. It's too nice. You know, it's it's unbelievable. How's it look so good? <laughs> Ever think of that? <laughs> yeah, I mean they look good. Oh my god! Yeah, I think they um they eventually shot that music video for Kokomo from the Muppets on this island later. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. That's it. <laughs> they shot the balloon scene. They use this. They they reuse yeah. all these sets for different everything. movies. Muppets, I'm, I'm gonna say too that because Godzilla's coming out now, and there's gonna be like a lot of fights until the end. I say we we hear Katie's uh, dad battle with like her her sea monster thing after that battle. Oh yeah. I was gonna, I, at first we were saying in the middle, but I think we should do it at the end because then we'll have just seen all and discussed all of this fight. Cuz it happens the dubbing over happens during the battle. Okay, great. So then we have to do that. So so Godzilla Godzilla comes to life. He is awakened and he <laughs> he gets into his initial battle with Ibira and they get they play rock volleyball. Yes, this, this is the is so goofy. Goofiest this is- and most fun because it's almost like volleyball or hacky sack or something because they throw this boulder back and forth between Ibira and Godzilla. Yeah. And Godzilla's like straight up like headbutting it and like whacking it with his tail. Ibira's like bouncing it, bat- batting it back with its claws. Yep. yep. And it is, it's making like the goofiest noise too. And, and they play it totally straight. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. These are. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, yeah we discussed that in the dub. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> and so they, yeah, they, they, he fights. It's ridiculous. The, and then Ibira gets away. And by the way, I did look this up. Ebi or Ebi or whatever is, uh, is shrimp in Japanese. Oh, so, oh yeah. yeah Ibira. Um, and so, makes sense. yeah, makes sense. And so he gets away. <laughs> and then one of my, this is one of my favorite moments. Oh, we have it on the screen. They're just, yeah. here they go. Oh, the fight. Oh yeah. This is so silly. Just this, they are like truly just playing volleyball. He's like, and why? And for so long. And for so long. It's for such so an extended long. Godzilla's like, I don't want to get my hair wet. So we'll just throw rocks at each other. And then you for think a while. it's over. You think it's over. And then it's then not. Then they picks it up anew and they bat it back and forth. Eventually. Oh, yeah. Godzilla heads it. Godzilla yeah. heads it, which is one of my favorite things. And then after this fight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bira catches it with his claw. He catches the rock. Wind up. It's so, and Wind he winds up. up and then he hugs it. <laughs> Whoa! And Godzilla punches it away into the sky. And it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like the radar guard the guard tower the guard oh, no. tower of our evil guard oh, the eye of, patch of red so bamboo good. yeah which involved by the way it, for for uh i just noticed this other detail i don't know if they could make their co- their social commentary any more heavy hand
handed, but the eye patch that the guy's wearing also has a dragon on it. Oh my god, <laughs> hmm. amazing! Well, red bamboo has a dragon, dragon uh, eye it. patch. Hmm. Must, hmm. Must it's be Chinese representing the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chona. It's the it's a it's the mystical oh mythical god. country Chona that is doing. Chona. <laughs> Chona's so funny. Yeah. Chona. With the Chonese people doing nuclear so testing funny. that they shouldn't. Anyway. So finally, Godzilla kind of joins Adira in the water. He decides that he's gotten accustomed to the, to the cold of the water and battles him in the water for a minute. And then... <laughs> Googly-eyed. There's a yeah. googly-eyed Godzilla. There's some hand-to-hand combat happening. Adira <laughs> almost, almost cuts off Godzilla's hand and then Godzilla body slams him yeah and it's it's a baller move I mean he just starts then he just he's like quit hitting yourself quit hitting yourself and then Godzilla's like I'm done with this bullshit he gets out Ibira gets away like I said and then the my favorite thing in almost any Godzilla movie happens Godzilla gets attacked by a giant condor Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Out of the sky. Out yeah. of the sky. He gets hit by a giant condor. It is, and this has been one of my favorite moments in a Godzilla movie, of any Godzilla movie since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my favorite things is that Godzilla, so again, there's a, there, he goes to land and Dayo gets caught in his sights and he starts kind of stalking after her, which this was the first part I started to look up like King Kong similarities and then found it was supposed to be King Kong because this makes a lot of sense because Godzilla's kind of like Godzilla doesn't focus on certain people almost no, ever no and and then but King Kong does he focuses on pretty ladies and Godzilla weirdly focuses on Dayo mm-hmm. and she like can't get away and it's weird and they can't rescue her and Godzilla's just like staring her down I, I don't know it like reminded me of a lot of times I've been alone at a bar I almost took a screenshot when his face was like right up in the screen because yeah. I was like this is me on a date staring <laughs> 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 like, at you <laughs> a lot of good rhymes for that. So <laughs> point pointers for guys. Should we not do that? Or <laughs> yeah. but second I thought date, lurking was date. good. Okay. Right, yeah, yeah, second date is the lurking date. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. That's what that's what's good. Yeah. So he like then Godzilla sits down to meditate. Yeah, he meditates. He, he literally. Down. And by the way, this is corroborated by my film crit book by David Glass. Really, he sits down. And meditates. Not even a joke. He just meditates. He just sits. Godzilla's like, that's enough. This world has been, there's too much stimulus today. I yeah. can't handle it. I need to shut yeah, down for a minute. You can see his, he's, he, it's wild. He gets like, the rock and meditates. He's like, you know what it is? He he realizes, he's like, you know what? I was, ha- I was displaying a little <laughs> bit of toxic masculinity there. It got away from me. I need to take a step back. I need to focus, focus up. <laughs> focus up. And then, lo and behold, in comes a minute 03. I wrote it down. Giant condor flies in and just fucking bombs his head. Yeah. And this is one of the best battles ever because yeah. it's so short. Giant Condor like comes back once more in a, a future movie, but that's it. He's never a focus or anything. He just comes in, attacks Godzilla's head. Godzilla, Godzilla immediately gets fucking fed up up yeah and he roasts like after a while he bats him away 
Then he roasts him with his atomic fire breath and got a giant condor skids across the rocks and then into the ocean and we never see him again. Yeah. There he comes. God. There he comes. He's just a giant condor. He's not explained. There's no, he's not unexplained. There's nothing yeah. about it. We don't get to the bottom of it in any way. I was he like, just, what monster's this? Yes. Uh, nope. I I thought it was Rodan for a second. I'm like, me no. too. No, I thought it was. I, that's me. And he doesn't I even have it. Yeah. He's just called Giant Condor. Just he giant doesn't condor. have a name, you guys. <laughs> this is it. He, he just attacks him, and then after Godzilla fries him and sends him into the ocean godzilla just itches his nose like ooh like yeah i wasn't sure what he was like i I wasn't sure if he was like itching his nose or pointing up or what but he was just like i don't know i thought he was like itching his nose to show that how little giant condor did to him he gave zero fucks yeah he gave he was like that is enough but it goes on forever it goes on for a while and and then he's just dead and he never comes back this giant condor is like Yes, yes. And that's sh- what the toy did. It just sparked uh, oh, <laughs> fire out of the mouth. Of the mouth. That's amazing. And in Horrible. this in this shot, with the sh- the way they shoot it is the f- like God, giant condor is flying at frame, and then fire just comes out and lights him up. Oh and yeah, then, he touches his nose. Yeah, like yeah. what is that? It looks like he's like sending a signal or something. Open. Yeah. And so and it, giant back to back to meditating. He this uh, the how just uh, dismissive they were of giant condor to me says this is the kaiju version of like shopkeep number one. Oh like my they, god! Yeah, he's a red like shirt. They, yeah, they don't yeah. even <laughs> they don't even give a shit. And then immediately after, uh, the yeah the jets started attacking Godzilla and Godzilla. Again, Godzilla's still pumped from killing, just murdering a giant uh, condor. Absolutely. I felt that this was actually thematically tied into the dancing competition because Godzilla starts kind of dancing while he's battling the jets. Oh, yeah. There's, There's a like- lot of dancing in this movie because not even mm-hmm. just this, but the, the dance competition and then like the natives. the natives, they have these choreographed dances. Yeah, these are- beautiful dances. When the natives are trying to wake up Mothra when Yata and Ryoka find each other through the gonzo balloon. Which is a, the weirdest sentence I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> they they do a beautiful dance. So then shit's hitting the fan. We're we're really getting into like the final battle. We're at like one oh five. And the these fucking ramboo red bamboo assholes are like, let's detonate the nuke we have on this bomb, mm-hmm. blow or the the on this island, blow this island sky high. And we're going to leave the natives imprisoned. They're going to leave everybody imprisoned underground. Well, that's what they, the that's escape. what the people of the fictional country of Chona would do to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to these typical natives. Chonies. Oh, those Chonas. <laughs> Chonies. <laughs> Wow, me and my chonies. Doesn't make sense anymore. What assholes these uh, these red bamboo people? Yeah, uh, um, but yes, they're like they, they make cold like, and sour soup. Cold and sour soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's cold and I don't like this. I soup. don't like this. Cold I, and sour. Well, they are bad guys. One bit. Yeah. The, the natives are going to be trapped under there, which is bananas and horrible because the red bamboo people are going to are going to blow up the island, escape, and uh, and they have all of this juice, which they don't know is fake juice, right. and they're going to get past Ibira. But uh, they, but I think our our thief frees all the people. I believe. Yes, yes. he he. Of course, he his, his <laughs> of course. locksmithing skills are the most. <laughs> 
Like he uses them like thirty times in this movie. He's like, the most useful person. Oh, there's a there's a uh, lock on this vault that leads to the nuclear reactor. I you know what I I can crack I can crack this. that. Yeah, I can crack that's my expertise. This. And then he gets to the detonator and he's like, I'd rat. This is where he goes. I'd rather be cracking a safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very silly. Uh, so they're trying to stop the detonator. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, Godzilla and Ibira have their their final battle. Which, final. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Katie and her dad have their battle based off of. And this is baller. Yeah. By the way, they really did shoot undersea shots for this wow. battle. And they had to have an aqua lung. Wow. So that they could get breaths of air when they needed it. They really were fighting under under the sea. So in Rebirth of Mothra 2, they had these underwater sea scenes where it looked really convincing, but it was just all lighting. You know, they just turn turn it really dark Mm -hmm. and blues. This, there was several scenes where I saw bubbles coming out of Godzilla's mouth. I'm like, oh my God, they really did this. No, they really did it. They really did it. And And it looks great. But can you imagine just the logistics of trying to do this with like this giant suit around you it's unreal and yeah. so so nakajima and uh and hiroshi sakita was ibira they both were really doing that underwater and then they'd have they'd take breaks like they'd use an aqua lung to breathe and which is bananas it sounds like a nightmare yeah. yeah oh absolutely i would never do it and so then the uh the natives are going to they go get a net that the twins told them to get because they're free now, and they're going to get in this net, and they're waiting for Mothra to come. But first, Godzilla has a throwdown with Ibira, and which results in Godzilla humorously ripping off the Ibira's claw. Hand, yeah, his, his claw. It's like, well, guess what? You don't have arms anymore. Yeah, it looks like uh, Godzilla's having lobster for dinner, baby. Yeah. Like, it's just, he rips it off, and then he, like, jokes around with it. Yeah. He's like, look at he this. He snaps it and stuff. It's so morbid. So crazy. Because can you imagine, like, the human version of that? Like, <laughs> in a movie where you chop off someone's hand, and then you grab their hand, and you make little pinchy fingers. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, look at our like, hand. Oh, oh, what's, oh who's so missing their hand? Fuck. You wishing your hand? Oh, I got so two hands. Fucked. I got three hands now. <laughs> Or Godzilla was ruthless in this. Yeah. He's ruthless. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. I was like, oh my God. He murders the condor, <laughs> rips, he he maims Ibira, and Ibira's yep. just like, at one hand is like bad, and you're like, wow, Ibira really got fucked up. Then his second hand is like gone, and Ibira just like slinks out to sea, I guess. Yeah, he slinks out to sea, and I guess then he, he he's going to kill all the red bamboo guys on the boat, though. That's because right, Because yeah. he's not asleep anymore. Right. Uh, and then then Mothra finally, Mothra finally gets up. Wakes the fuck up, finally. She wakes the fuck up, and she shows up, and she's going to carry them off in the big net, but Godzilla's like, uh-uh, we got to fight. And so he challenges Mothra just, you know, because there's some bad blood there from the 1964 battle. There's a little bit of bad blood. Bad. Yeah, well, because Godzilla ended up in a cocoon in the bottom of the sea because of Mothra's larva. Yeah. So, Moth- so Godzilla has some bad blood with Mothra. He's got some, he, they need to settle this score. That's right. So God's, And Mothra is in this way. She's like, I just got up. I have to carry these natives in a net back to Infant Island. I'm really not in the mood to fight. But if you insist, motherfucker, I will battle you. Mothra is basically a rescue helicopter. She this, is. She's in, she's in very she's very diminished yeah. in this. She was her role is incredibly diminished, but they knew that people liked her, so they put her in it. And so she she like repels Godzilla, and they like like using her wings and and like kind of blows him back. And she, it's like basically just enough to get uh, carry the people to safety in the net. 
like right. yeah, to rescue helicopter them. And how does Mothra even know? I guess that I don't know. How does Mothra know that there's a nuclear reactor about to go off? Because Mothra knows what to do. She just knows to pick up the natives. And I think take she them just to well, she just has the telepathic con- oh, uh, connection right. with the the twins. So they're oh. just like, oh, get out, like use this net and get out of here. And she's like, Roger that. Fuck it. I guess I got to suspend my disbelief because their dresses are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just too nice. Wait a really minute. Nice. There's a second signature on here. Cotter Molar Nuru. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> she must be from. She must be from Chano or whatever. Oh, <laughs> Ch- Ch- Chona. Chona. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carter Molar Nuru must be from Chona. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then they leave Godzilla. Like the guys get on. They they get they get away and they look back over the net and they're like, oh my god, Godzilla looks so sad. They mm-hmm. actually say that. They say Godzilla looks sad. <laughs> what is going to happen to him? Is he gonna get stuck on the island? And then they all start yelling to him, It's gonna blow up! It's gonna blow up, Godzilla! It's gonna blow up! And then Godzilla somehow registers this <laughs> and is like, oh my god, it's gonna blow up yeah and he jumps into the ocean yeah and then they're like look godzilla's okay and he's like swimming away yeah um and at this this is like the final scene in the movie and i have a a clip that i brought in because the the uh casino thief um you know they kind of have their funny like you know this was in in an era where they had cartoons and movies and they tried to end things on a joke with everyone laughing the entire like a gi joe but (laughs) here's the here's the clip i brought of this well anyway Maybe I'll go straight from now on. Oh? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. You're as gay as they yeah. are. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know that. Uh, Let's all laugh nervously. Like, oh, I guess he's straight now. straight <laughs> from now on. Uh, all right. I mean, you know, he means being a criminal, but does he? Oh, there were so many <laughs> undertones the entire movie. Oh, absolutely. Though. Like the bunk bed thing. I was like, what yeah, is happening? Like, there's something going on here, and I support <laughs> it. I support it heavily. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and so that's it. Godzilla gets, gets away, and, and he swims away. Uh, fantastic film. Now, I want to see, I want to hear Katie, the battle that Katie created as a small child in the 90s. With her dad. Well, here it is. We'll try to... We'll sync this up. Um, yeah, here we go. Oh, I am Godzilla. So we're seeing the scene of Godzilla coming out and doing the battle with Ibira with a boulder. With the rocks. With the, the rocks. Rock volleyball. That's my... She's younger. How old were you when you did this? I was like 13. You'll see me soon. No, I was way lo- I was way younger. I was like 10. Okay. Yeah, not 13. This is amazing Maybe that you less. still have this footage. So <laughs> is that you? Yeah. Is I was probably younger. Eight? Quick. Wait, we must run. <laughs> Godzilla is coming to Block Island. <laughs> oh, my oh, no. We'll be eaten alive. Godzilla is going to eat us. <laughs> we must run. We must go to the boats. Oh no! The lobster is here. The lobster is here. <laughs> so you're doing your dad is doing a dub over oh, of her no, mouth moving. Yeah. Oh, no, he's going to get me. He's oh going to get me. He's, he's got an actual lobster claw. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. 
I mean, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, it must have been eight years old. Um, It's hard because I was always a big child. (laughs) So, like, as in tall. So I never oh knew how old gosh. I was. That is, Katie, I love that. That just made me love you even more than I already did, which was a lot. Uh, that's the cutest thing. They even, her her dad had a lobster claw. Yeah. And he was dubbing over uh, her and her sister m- mouthing words. And then he was, he was doing the dub as when you see a dub movie. And it was terrific. I loved <laughs> it. That was just really cute. It was really cute. I love it. Super adorable. Thank you, Katie. And did you did you have an old VHS tape that you digitized for that for us for this episode, or did you just uh, happen to have that? My dad, as a Christmas gift, like a year ago, put every home video on a drive. Wow. And so I Amazing. just have that's so that. cool. Yeah, that's really sweet. That's really cool. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'm really glad you thank did. Thank you. That was amazing. Well, Katie, thank you so so very much for uh, for joining us today. This was such a delight and i i hope that we can watch some more godzilla films together uh and i would love to um i'd love to ask you our the question that we ask all of our guests which is what would the katie molinar kaiju be um someone who's very hungry for tacos Oh, Excellent. like a real Excellent. hungry <laughs> like a, taco monster. Yes. Like, just feeds off of tacos. Yeah. Yes, I love it. And does does she have any special powers? Does she look any way? Does she resemble yeah. anything? Upright on all fours. <laughs> yeah. How many mouths does this one have? Okay, so very detailed. Yeah. I uh, Okay, so the way I imagined it, this was... <laughs> This is crazy, but I imagined dripping with cheese, <laughs> Amazing. Hot, hot cheese, so that when when <laughs> she fights, the cheese just melts the people, and they're also just very sticky and awful. But I imagine one mouth, but maybe the cheese drips could turn into other mouths. Uh, oh, love it. Oh, that's cool. Thomas is yeah. going to have a kick with that. Our, you know our, what I mean? Uh, one of our listeners, Thomas Perkins, who's an amazing artist and actually did work on the Godzilla uh, animated series. Yeah. We'll draw this and he, and, Emmy uh, he award will winning. take that. Any, Emmy award winning. That's right. Emmy award winning yeah. artist. Uh, so, Katie, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Eat It Katie on Instagram if you want to follow my food adventures. Yes. Or at that Katie Molinaro, if you want to see just a down to earth, you know, nothing crazy, just super normal posts <laughs> Can I just about say, everyday life. I, I just want to say too, uh, Katie. You know, I've told you this in in uh, in person in real life, but um, Katie is just one of the funniest people. Absolutely, uh, just consistently. I'll I'll wake up at like three in the morning, bleary eyed, and I'll just check Facebook real quick, and, and, I'll just and see. Katie's the doing. Katie, like- yeah, Katie writing some shit, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> thank you I'll just roll back to sleep I'm like there's Katie doing her thing yeah, she's still. just doing yeah. her thing doing her thing and it's I always, agree I it, couldn't agree well, more thank you yeah. I haven't posted on there I don't really post on Facebook as much as I used to yeah not as much I don't think most people do anymore I, no, I, I realize that about much. myself like like uh, what was it six seven years ago when everyone got on Facebook I was posting vacation photos and relationship everything. status yeah. everything. everything now I post nothing everything is horrible everything's a liability yep. I'm like that, and it, it, everything devolves into a horrible argument where you just everything. lose friends. Absolutely, yeah. yep. I'm like, eh, don't need to. Uh, now I just use it to RSVP to events that I don't go to. So. Absolutely, there you go. <laughs> I, I say interested, star interested yeah. on events, and then yeah. I don't go. Yeah, uh, George, where can people find you? At Maddox Rules on Twitter. 
Excellent. And you and can Haley. find our podcast at zero, Z-E-R-O underscore Godzilla. You can find me at Haley Mancini. And to close out this episode, as promised that I, I put these updates on the Twitter, uh, uh, we have this interview with uh, Toho International. Uh, I was able to interview the head of project management, Akito Takahashi, and Asuka Naito. Uh, so a huge thanks to them for taking some time out um, to to give, lend me their unique perspectives. And there's some really great information on upcoming events uh, at the end of the year. So uh, please, please listen. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, I'm George. I'm Haley. Thank you. First of all, Arigato, thank you so much. What about Godzilla uh, makes you love Godzilla? So, one of the biggest reasons why we think Godzilla is loved around the world for so many years is partially because depending on the eye of the creator and how they want to view or what they think the relevance of that time is, uh, Godzilla has many different faces, many different visual sort of imagery, but also the way he comes out in terms of the personality. So, uh, I think if he was created with just one sort of like flat type of way of being seen, it probably wouldn't have lasted 65 years. So truly think like that expansiveness of sort of being able to mold into the shape of the creator has been one of the biggest um, assets, but also one of the biggest reasons why he's beloved by the world. And one of my personal favorite iterations is even very recent. Uh, Shin Godzilla was, is my personal favorite. And, uh, and uh, for our listeners, he, he, a picture of Shin Godzilla is on the wall here. Um, and I just would love to ask, uh, well, I, first, let me ask you what your favorite Godzilla movie is, Akito. あの、私の、すごい一番好きなのは、もちろん、シン・ゴジラなんですけれども、え、アキトさんの一番好きなゴジラは何でしょうか?同じです。Same. How does it feel this is the first time Toho's been here in Comic-Con's history? How does it feel to be here right after the new movie came out with all the fans? I mean, there's fans lined up everywhere. I wish everybody listening could see this. It's so wild. How does it feel to be here? So to be honest, uh, we knew he was quite popular, but we didn't know that he was this popular. And watching people first thing in the morning lining up and, you know, fans talking amongst themselves about what they love about Godzilla has been truly eye-opening, but also uh, so grateful of the love that they share with us and with the world. Um, so, and, and we're so excited that this happened on the 65th anniversary of Godzilla because yes. we truly believe the stars have aligned with the Comic-Con celebrating its 50th you so put the 50th and the yes. 65th so of this course. is this is meant to be uh, also i'd love to ask actually just both of you uh, who is your favorite godzilla foe or friend other monster other kaiju so after Shin Godzilla, uh-huh. which I am a huge fan of, uh, my friend favorite has to be Jet Jaguar. Yes, Jet Jaguar. He's only been there once. Megalon, baby. Yeah, but but uh, he's like, oh my goodness, you know so well. You are totally. A we love Megalon. Yeah. So um, he's my favorite character. I would love to see him come up in another opportunity because we think that you know there's there's something great that could be done. Oh, I agree. I agree. And uh, we'd like to make sure that you know this but we have the website that's come up um, early this year and it's uh, Godzilla.com Godzilla underbar uh, what's, what's the uh, website the website yeah. is uh, www.godzilla.com love it www.godzilla.com
We're also on Instagram and Twitter now. Also on Instagram and Twitter. And, oh, that's right. Well, you know, that made quite a splash. That was in the news. All the news are going to be released either on the website or the Twitter or the Instagram account. So if you want to know the newest news, that is where you're going to find it. So make sure to follow. Make sure to hear it first. And you make guys sure heard to it. share. And yes. it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. And we have a 2020 yes. Godzilla versus King Kong coming up. So Ooh, uh, with the 20... You think Godzilla... Do you think Godzilla will be good or bad? We're going to have to say, you're going to have to watch it to figure that out. Oh, I, hope, I hope he's bad. あの、僕自分の周年で so, if your fans are able to come to Japan, you have to come on November 3rd okay. of 2019 to Tokyo because they're going to be doing a free event, Godzilla Festival, for what? our fans. And this is a date that we we have announced as Godzilla's birthday. And that's going to be Ooh. when the 65th anniversary is going to be really commemorated. Oh and so, Godzilla's a Scorpio. <laughs> that would be true that would be true good point good point yeah. I mean, they feel very deeply you know yeah that's so exciting yeah, so Ooh, able to come please come uh, and, and then enjoy the Godzilla store that's open this year uh, yes open. So two years ago in Shinjuku, we've opened the Godzilla store, which is around year long, 365, 24-7, well, probably not 24-7, but combined by some uh, items, products, merchandises, that's going to be really exciting. The hotel's over there too, right? Yes, they okay, have yeah, a Godzilla yeah. hotel with a cafe and that's a Godzilla room. Yeah, the head coming in, exactly. again. It'll be really great. Oh, so lots of stuff coming up. Again, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, website is going to be the place where you're going to know the newest of the news. So wonderful. And thank you so much for being Well, thank you both so very much for taking the time to talk to me. I have appreciated it greatly. Yes. I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. We welcome you. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.